It's Wednesday, May 8, 2019. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Louisville, Kentucky. Well, today we are joined uh, by Lauren Eddy, and Lauren is going to talk to us about Birth Mother's Day and As many of you know, this weekend is Mother's Day, and the Saturday before Mother's Day has been set aside as a day that we celebrate women who have gone through crisis or unplanned pregnancies, and as a part of choosing life, chose adoption for their child. And so, what a great day to set aside and see these women as the heroes that they are, women who chose life, and women who believe so much in life that even though they knew they didn't have the capacity or the ability to parent, they still brought life to their child. It it always reminds me when we think of Birth Mother's Day of the scene in 1 Kings where the two ladies come to King Solomon and one of the babies has passed away and he tests the woman to see whose baby it really is and says, well, I'm gonna split the baby in half. And instantly the mother says, by all means, let her have my baby. And so I just, I've always been drawn to that because as we look at Birth Mother's Day, we know that these women loved their children and maybe popular culture or sometimes the the edifice that culture puts on these ladies to say, well, they don't care or, you know, they're just being flippant. It is not flippant to carry a child for nine months, especially in a culture where it's so easy to do abortion and then to place this child in the hands of another. What, what, a, what a huge sacrifice. So, Lauren, obviously you've been at Lifeline now for a year and a half. This will be your second Birth Mother's Day. You lead our team uh, of birth mothers uh, from a spiritual perspective and just uh, are, are really lead our birth mother ministry out in Birmingham in a lot of the ways that you do. Talk to us about Birth Mother's Day, what it is, and and why as a ministry we do Birth Mother's Day. Yeah. So Birth Mother's Day is a national holiday that comes the day before Mother's Day every year. And it's so important because it is a chance to honor these women who made the courageous decision to make an adoption plan and to place their child. Some of them are parents to other children. Some of them, this is their only child. And so this is really a chance to come around them and support them for them to gather and get to meet other birth moms who understand what they're going through and really for them to be celebrated and to be able to come and say this is my story let me show you pictures to people who get it right and so obviously this is something that gives us an opportunity not only to give that outlet to these women but also to be able to pour into them mm-hmm. to work through continuing to expose them to the gospel yeah. and to go ahead and disciple it so how is this such a strategic thing for our birth mother ministry to be able to really say, hey, we're gonna celebrate this day and set it aside and put the funds and the resources in it? Yeah, so I think it's twofold. So I think on one hand, it's a chance for us to really say, okay, we are coming around you for life, that you didn't just place your child and now we're done. Mm -hmm. This is a way for us to say, hey, we celebrate you every day, but this is a specific day that we invest time and resources in to really encourage you and to celebrate you, to say that we love you. But then on the other hand, it's also a chance for us to really 
speak truth to them and speak the gospel to them. We have women who come from all ranges. There are women who will be here this year who have placed, you know, weeks to months before attending. We have women who placed 20 years ago who will be there. So they're all in a different stage of their grief. They're all in a different stage. Some of them have closed adoption. Some have open adoptions. Some through Lifeline. Some not even through Lifeline. And so this is a chance for us to say, hey, whatever the world is saying, whatever you believe, whatever stage of life you're in now, wherever you are in your grief process, this is truth. And this is what the Word of God says. And this is what... And so even last year, our theme was based around this whole premise of you are made in the image of God and you are an image bearer. And so what does that mean? It means that your whole life is not, your whole identity is not built around the fact that you made an adoption plan, but we recognize that that's a huge part of your story. And so speaking truth to them about freedom, speaking to them about how no matter where they are in life or who they are, that God made them, God loves them, and God sent his son to die on the cross for them. Amen. And really, even as you think about that whole idea of image bearers, Mm -hmm. these women are motherly, Mm -hmm. even though these children that we are celebrating on birth mother's day may not be in their care. They're still motherly. Uh, I believe some of them were mothering those children in the very best way they possibly could by making those decisions. And we want to pour in. I think one of the things that, uh, you know, I guess in the early years I was allowed to come to birth mother's day and then it got just a little too, uh, it got to the place where it probably wasn't best to have a man at birth mother's (laughs) day. Uh, that being said, I think one of the things that just really impressed me at the several of these was how many women were coming that not used lifeline. Um, and were coming even from a secular place Mm -hmm. and walked away with this idea of the gospel and wrestled with it. And then to see some of the same women come back three years Mm -hmm. and have surrendered their life to Christ. And so I know that we also hope there's just a catalyst event Mm -hmm. as well to show these women that in a lot of ways, their sacrifice Mm -hmm. mirrors the sacrifice of Christ. Um, So talk about the theme this year and how we plan to really minister to these women this Saturday. Yeah, so the theme this year is Banner of Love. And that every year we always have a scripture that goes along with our theme because we want to be based in biblical truth, not just whatever fluff we feel. And so this year comes from Song of Solomon 2.4, and it just says, He brought me to the banqueting house, and his banner over me was love. And so we really want that to be what all of these women feel when they come to Birth Mother's Day this year and when they leave. We want them to know the love of Christ and the love that he has for them, the love that he, that God had to send his son to die on the cross for them. We want them to really understand that we love them because of the love that we have for Christ. And so that's just really, really important to us. And so this year, some things that we're going to be doing is we're actually going to be kind of having a panel on Saturday. And so it's going to be made up of an adoptive mom, an adult adoptee, and a birth mom. And so it's just really cool because they're going to be sharing their story and sharing about how God's love for them has impacted their story and impacted either why they adopted or why they placed or where they are in their life today. And I think it's going to be really encouraging for our women to hear from these three different perspectives of adoption and how God is working each in each in and through each of them. Amen. And and as I even think of that verse in Song of Solomon, you know, 
obviously Song of Solomon is one of those chapters in the Bible uh, that is definitely not GRPG. Uh, you know, really, there's not a book in the Bible that is G or PG, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's one of those that's probably, if it were made into a movie, maybe getting into the R space. Mm. Uh, but the allegory of Solomon's love for this woman is the love of God for us. Mm -hmm. And when you get to Song of Solomon chapter 2, 4, it talks about the king brought me to his banqueting table. Yeah. And, and the image is that as you come to the banqueting table, there would be a banner to identify, why are you at the king's table? And the banner over this was love, because I loved you. And so it's such a what, a, what a beautiful picture to let these ladies know. You're not precious to God because of anything you've done or anything you haven't done. You're precious to God because he loves you and he brought you into his banqueting table. And that, that I think, is really what we hope that all of these ladies walk away with is a very yeah. real picture of a God that loves them, that pursues them, mm -hmm. and that even this day when they show up is, is evidence of his sovereignly pursuing them to be able to hear from this adopted mom and this birth mother and this adopted child that can speak truth into them yeah. to help find their hearts, find healing in the love of Christ. So yeah. uh, this will be your second year. Mm -hmm. And so obviously you probably have an impactful moment from last year. But even even with just walking the halls here at Lifeline, what are some of the things that you would say are, are the fruit or the impact that we have seen from past Birth Mother's Days? Yeah, I think one thing that comes to my mind just right off the bat is even just the amount of support that these women are able to build. They're able to come, meet other birth moms, mm -hmm interact with our staff even, interact with adult adoptees, whatever it is, they're able to build that community of people who love and understand them that goes beyond just Birth Mother's Day. Some of these women have been coming for years and have built friendship. I think about last year in particular when we had an adult adoptee who came and she just wanted to be there to celebrate and support them. She had recently met her birth mom for the first time and in her entire life. And so she had had a closed adoption through most of her life. And so she came and I remember she sat at this one particular table and it just so happened that all the birth parents at that table had all placed recently within the past three to six months. And so they were all new and figuring out, okay, what is my child going to think of me one day? They're grieving. They're just trying to figure it all out what is our new normal and for her to be able to sit at the table with them and to say hey I didn't even know my birth mom throughout my whole life but the I had respect for her I always loved her and I always knew that her decision was selfless and that was hugely impactful for them to hear to be able to sit across from this woman who could be their child in 30 years and to be able to really see that the future for their child and to see like, okay, hey, my child is gonna get that I made this decision because I wanted what was best for them. And so they all were able to just build a relationship that day and I'm excited that they're all coming back this year. Amen. Well, and that's the thing that strikes me as well about so many adoptive families that have adopted domestically is I know so many of them on a daily basis are praying for these women. Yeah. And so we just hope that these women feel enveloped with the prayers of God's saints for them, for our team for them, uh, because these are what women are precious. And as a ministry, we want, to, we want these women to know that our heart for them is not just to see uh, an adoption 
or to provide a mechanism where they can place for adoption. Our heart is for them and we want to pursue them with the love of Christ. And so if people are interested in either sponsoring a mom to come mm -hmm. in the sense of they know a mom that needs to be there yeah. or if someone's listening and maybe they've never even told anyone that they placed a child for adoption. Yeah. I remember uh, Ashley and I led a small group mm -hmm. several years ago and one night a couple waited afterwards and he, the two of them were the only ones that knew mm -hmm. outside of an agency and outside of a family that she had ever placed a baby for adoption yeah. and just sharing that. So if there are women who need to be there, yeah. how can they get in touch with us? How can they make sure that they're there this Saturday? Yeah, the best way is going to be to email Dana. So her email address is dana.stewart at lifelinechild.org and that's D-A-N-A dot S-T-E-W-A-R-T at lifelinechild.org. And that's going to be the best way to get plugged in, whether it's to sponsor, to volunteer, or even just to RSVP for a place at the table. And we would love for any woman, whether they placed 20 years ago or six months ago through Lifeline or another agency or through private adoption to join us that day. Amen. Well, Lauren, you know, one of the things we didn't do when we started is tell people a little bit more about you. So, uh, you are a raging Cajun from New Orleans, Louisiana, um, and you decided to to take a precarious route to Birmingham. So you <laughs> you went through Jackson, Mississippi, and stayed there, and then came here after going to Mississippi College, mm -hmm. and then of course grad school at the Great Crimson Tide University of Alabama. Roll, Roll Tide. Tide. There we go. <laughs> uh, you've been at Brook Hills, um, and and the thing that is just has really struck me is just one. Um, the gospel exudes through everything that you do. Thank you. Uh, I love the way that we're able to see you care so passionately mm -hmm. for these women. But also, here's one of the things that I think is just so special about Lauren and about all of our birth mother counselors is the way they advocate for these women. Because we want the women that work with Lifeline to know, again, while we certainly have a domestic adoption process, we yeah. want them to feel advocated for mm -hmm. And we want to advocate for what's best for them. And if we're looking at these ladies square in the face, like, you can pull this off, sister. Yeah. You know, you can parent this child. We want to advocate for them and help them get those resources. You know, poverty should never be the only reason right. that a woman is placing for adoption. So, fun facts, you're a two on the Enneagram. Uh, you have a puppy. Um, you love all things floral and coffee. Um, and so, just tell us a little bit more about why your role is so special to you and what you get to do with loving on these women. Yeah, I, I love my role. It is my dream job, so to speak. And it really is because I get the opportunity to sit across from women every day. Mm -hmm. Some of them are already believers. Some of them don't know the love of Christ. They, some of them have never even heard the truest form of the mm -hmm. gospel. But I'm sitting across from these women who find themselves in a difficult situation because we live in a broken world, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I get the opportunity to love on them, to tell them about who God is and that there is a Savior who loves them 
and to really speak that truth to them, but also get the opportunity to walk with them through their journey. And just like you mentioned, whether that's making a parenting plan or an adoption plan, I want them to feel confident in whatever plan they make because I want them to make a choice that is best for them and their child. And so if that is helping them get connected to resources to be able to parent, I wanna do that. And if that's helping them make the best adoption plan possible, then I get to do that. And so it's just a joy to be able to really get involved in these women's lives and it's hard for them to sit across from someone that they've never met before and to share the most vulnerable part of their life with someone and I get the opportunity to say hey I'm not judging you I love you and that's because no matter what my situation is or what your situation is I have sinned I have done wrong and I am unworthy before God but he did this really cool thing where he sent his son for us and that applies to everyone amen well if you want more information about birth mother's day uh, unfortunately the event is in Birmingham Alabama so for all of you not in Birmingham uh, it is in Birmingham, but if you have a lady that you'd like to get here, uh, no, it's not too late. Uh, it, the event will be this Saturday, May 11th in Birmingham. If you want to sponsor, volunteer, or, or RSV a spot either for yourself or for a woman in your life who needs to be there, uh, just like Lauren said, you can email Dana, D-A-N-A dot Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T at lifelinechild.org. Again, that's Dana dot Stewart at lifelinechild.org and we pray that you would be led to either sponsor to volunteer or to rsv someone to be at this very important event as we celebrate these ladies who have sacrificed so much for the sake of life uh, and for the sake of the imago day so may 11th here in birmingham we will be celebrating this weekend birth mother's day well thanks for listening to the defender podcast for more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.